Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Looking for James. He's got it. Coming to the end of the third quarter. LeBron James, a shot in history. Yeah, big story in the United States, big story around the world in terms of basketball followers. And it's basketball. We're going to talk now. Benyam Kadani from NBA.com.au joins us. Uh, Benyam, welcome. Good to be with you. Thanks for having me. Okay, let's let's get straight into this. Does this make him the greatest of all time, LeBron James? Uh, in a lot of people's eyes, probably, because basketball is about buckets and LeBron now has the, uh, has the most, uh, a record that stood for nearly 40 years and and something that you know a lot of people, myself included, thought we'd never see broken. But uh, he's done it, and you know we saw the celebrations today. Just how much that meant to him, how much that meant to the team, and and everyone there. It was a pretty cool uh, moment in NBA history. It's interesting though, isn't it? Because okay, so he holds the points record now, so therefore I'm the greatest. But Kareem Abdul-Jabbar held it for 39 years prior. But most <laughs> still believe Michael Jordan, the greatest player of all time. I'm very much in the Michael Jordan camp. Yeah, look, it's 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 ultimately about championships, and that's that's really what Michael Jordan brings to the table. Um, but yeah, the the goat conversation is one that you know we'll be having for for many more years and the and the generations after us. But in terms of LeBron James's career, I think it's more just a, a sign of his longevity. You know, to play twenty seasons, the guy's rarely hurt, uh, and for a, for a player who's you know classed as a non-scorer, who's a who's a pass-first guy, uh, to now have you know. Upwards of thirty-eight thousand points mm. is, a, is a pretty incredible feat. But uh, yeah, just a just a cool moment for him. Obviously, we don't know if he's going to catch Michael Jordan in the uh, in the championship stakes with uh, with two more to go. But to have this uh, on the resume is uh, is, is pretty impressive. Mm. Is the game easier now in this era than it was under during the Michael Jordan era in regards to fouls and say the less physical nature of the game? Yeah, look, I wouldn't say easier, but I'd say different. You know, it's you know the hand checking is not there. It's it's a lot easier to score in terms of the pace of the game. There's more possessions. There's more threes getting up. So you can you, you have to look around the league now and see how many forty and fifty point games we're getting you know, every every other day. It, it wasn't really like that, uh, you know, in the nineties. So there is that argument there. It definitely is you know easier to come by points these days, but. When you look at the, the generations, LeBron's played through multiple generations. This is a, a 20-year run now. But, uh... Just lost Ben Yam Kadani there. We might have, have we got him back? Hey, you got, got him Yeah, we got you. Yeah, yep, just back. dropped out there for a minute. <laughs> no, go for it. No, I was just going to say, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a multiple generation. We've seen LeBron. He came in, you know, in 2003. That's a long time ago, and the game has kind of evolved and changed in, uh, in many different ways. Uh, from when he first came to to now, and 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 scoring what we're seeing with the three point explosion, and you know he's he's adapted every single uh, every single time, to, you know putting up twenty seven seven and seven, uh, pretty much every season.
Mm. Okay, let's talk about some of the other big news. The big news yesterday was that Kyrie Irving was traded by the Brooklyn Nets, now going to play at the Dallas Mavericks. What does this mean for the Dallas Mavericks? What does this mean for their total chances? It's huge. I mean, we've seen the uh, you know the, the odds makers have, have shortened the Mavericks significantly, and, and this is really them pushing their chips into the table uh, to surround Luka Doncic with, uh, with another elite star. That's kind of been the MO since they drafted Luka, was that they had to get someone else in there that could kind of share that workload because Luka does everything uh, for the Dallas Mavericks. So now you bring in a guy like Kyrie Irving who's got playoff experience, he's played in big games, probably hit the biggest shot in NBA history, and now that's your, your running mate. It's still very much Luka's team, but to have Kyrie Irving right there next to him, that is you know probably the most dangerous offensive backcourt uh, you know we've, we've ever seen, you, if, if, if you want to include the, the Splash Brothers, Steph and Clay, but... Luca and Luca and Kyrie. This is this is going to be interesting because on paper and talent wise, it works. But is it going to actually work on the uh, on the court? We'll have to wait and see. And uh, and we won't have to wait too long with Kyrie to make his uh, his debut this week. Mm, okay, but is he a team guy? I mean, can he play second fiddle to a bigger name to a bigger player? I mean, we've seen it with uh, with LeBron. He was he was the number two there. Uh, obviously, he was a lot younger, uh, you know, in those Cleveland Cavaliers seasons. But even with the Brooklyn Nets, uh, when it was Kevin Durant, and even when James Harden was there, we saw James Harden slide in and, and play at that point guard position, where we saw Kyrie Irving playing more off the ball. He's still a great catch and shoot guy. Uh, he's obviously at his best when he has the ball in his hands. But you know, Kyrie is a talented guy, and ultimately in this league, talent talent does win. So. Seeing, seeing how that fit works with Luka Doncic will be interesting because both of them do need the ball uh, to be at their best. But when you roll out two guys like that that can score pretty much from anywhere on the floor uh, and late in games, that's the big one for me with Kyrie Irving. He was uh, you know, either first or second in fourth quarter points this season for the Brooklyn Nets. So having another guy out there that can, that can be a sniper for you late in games, that's going to be huge for the Dallas Mavericks. And you know, for Mark Cuban and the, and the franchise, they're... You know, it's not necessarily championship or bust for them, but you know they they want to improve on uh, on, on on the steps they've taken in the last couple of seasons, and Kyrie Irving definitely helps that. Okay, let's have a look at the Eastern Conference. It's still the Celtics, thirty-eight wins, sixteen losses, uh, over the Milwaukee Bucks, thirty-seven and seventeen. Are the Celtics still the dominant team, or is that gap closing? Are we starting to see improvement from the likes of the Seventy Sixers and the Cavaliers? Yeah, look, the Celtics have definitely done enough to you know to be the favourite. Uh, per se this season, but the Milwaukee Bucks, you know, they've won eight games in a row. They've looked unbelievable uh, over this last couple of weeks stretch. As you mentioned, the 76ers are right there, and I think that's probably where the contenders end in the Eastern Conference. I think the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Brooklyn Nets are just kind of that step below. Um, so for me, it's 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 really out of the Bucks and the Celtics. And if if the Sixers can crash that party, they're more than capable of doing it. But uh, I think you know the Bucks, uh, the Bucks and Celtics, it's just that little cut above the rest of these teams. Okay, on the Western Conference side of it, it is the Denver Nuggets, 38-17. and 17. They've got a four-and-a-half game lead over the Memphis Grizzlies, followed by the Kings and the Clippers. Uh, Suns, Phoenix Suns have dropped down to fifth. They've got a winning record of 30-26. and 20, uh, 30 and 26. Uh, How deep can we go in the Western Conference in regards to legitimate champions? The Western Conference is, uh, is interesting because, you know, the Nuggets have established themselves as the as the best team right now. But when you kind of go through, you know, teams two, three, four, five, all the way really down to number eight, the Pelicans, you know, before Zion Williamson and uh, and Brandon Ingram got hurt, they looked like they were one of the best teams uh, in the conference. But 
outside of that group, you know, the Kings, they haven't made the playoffs in 16 years. The Grizzlies, you know, they're only just now, you know, starting to, to establish themselves as one of those teams in the West. The Clippers, you know, they've been up and down with injuries and, and when they've been healthy, they've looked fantastic. And you could say the same with the Suns, you know, they, they've been dealing with injuries as well. So there is really an opportunity, you know, for a team like the Dallas Mavericks to sneak in there. Obviously, the Warriors are right there in uh, in seventh as well. So I have no idea how this Western Conference race is uh, is going to shake out. But right now, the only guarantee kind of looks like the uh, the Denver Nuggets, who are you know led by Nikola Jokic. It looks like he might get a third MVP uh, in a row here, another triple double for him today. And uh, you know they haven't proven it in the playoffs yet. But you know when you have a guy as talented as him and and playing the way that they're playing, especially at home, they've uh, they've earned the right to be favourites heading into the All Star break at least, which is still very early in the season. <laughs> Yeah, no. Look, it is absolutely. Uh, look, any other any other news? Any anything else on your radar that might be of interest to NBA fans in this country? Well, I think it's you know from uh, from an Australian uh, perspective, you know, it's 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 the guys that are coming up and delivering, and that's you know Josh Giddy, who looks like he's you know probably the best Aussie out there right now. He's doing a great job with this Oklahoma City Thunder team. Um, and look, they're another team that looks like they could even sneak into the uh, into the playing situation. They're only eleven. Uh, uh, out there in the uh, in the Western Conference, but that's uh, that's definitely the team I've been keeping my eye on. Is the uh, is the Thunder because they are young, but they do look like they could uh, you know they can take it to any team any night. Mm. Ben Yam Kadani, lovely to have you on the program again. Thank you. I appreciate it, mate.